Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in Busted Open Radio Nation here on a Saturday. This is the podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Mark Henry. How the hell are you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm looking forward to getting into this. There's so much that happened during this Christmas break. Well, let's start with a little bit of a SmackDown recap and the one and only Daniel Bryan being next in line for The Fiend. It is going to be The Fiend and Daniel Bryan at Royal Rumble. What do you feel about that, Mark Henry? You know what, man? I'm very excited about it, being that I want to see if Daniel is willing to do what it takes to beat The Fiend. And we'll get more into that concerning The Fiend and Daniel Bryan. Also, the one and only Dave LaGreca stops by on this episode to join myself and Mark Henry. And you know what that means. We are going to get into our year-end awards, Mark, in what was a truly special year for the business of professional wrestling. Yeah, and I think that this this year the awards that we're going to give out are going to supersede any other <laughs> list of talented wrestlers that you'll hear on radio or on TV. That's right. We got the best list right here on Busted Open Radio. And finally, speaking of the best, it wouldn't be a Saturday show without talking about my guy, Otis. Listen, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for Otis, but I'm also very sad for Otis. I'm hoping that his woman loves him as much as he loves her. And I'm very pissed at Dolph Ziggler for ruining such an unbelievable looking dessert. Turkey! We're coming for you, Dolph Ziggler. We're coming for you. That's right. This is Busted Open Radio here on a Saturday. This is the podcast edition. We'll see you in 2020, friends. But for right now, you enjoy here Busted Open Radio. I'm Ryan. That's Mark. Let's get it going. I like the fact that we know early, and we've got about three or four weeks for this story to build. I think it can go a mm-hmm. few different places. But more importantly, and we were kind of talking about this in break, um, there's no bigger there's no bigger rock there's no there's no larger cornerstone there's no there's no one more committed and more i guess it's the word i'm looking for mm, secure I, in their place you, secure yeah. in their place more than daniel bryan no not at all uh daniel has earned the right to be the principal on smackdown um the fiend is right there but i think that if you listen to the crowd when now when the fiend is when when Bray Wyatt is speaking about the fiend as a second person, um, the crowd is responding in Daniel's favor. And when they said you let him in, they started going, Yeah, yes, yes. 
Like, and it got louder. And Daniel is getting that reaction that a true superstar uh, gets. And that that is what we look for as fans. Yeah, and he's got the belief, right? Like, uh, I mean, right now the, the Fiend is a wrecking machine, right? He's a wrecking ball, I should say. You, you look at the, the match with Seth Rollins and taking the, the 600 curb stomps, whatever the hell it was, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you need that belief. You need that belief that something bigger something something more important something more steadfast is going to is going to overcome the fiend at least that's what it's going to take and in terms of those things being part of a character I, I don't know if there's anyone more steeped in kind of the, the 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 ways of i don't know consistency right and 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 being able to pull your bootstraps up and get the job done more than daniel bryan he's every man well i mean daniel bryan was was told on friday by Bray Wyatt, are you willing to do whatever it takes? And we all know what that means. Is is Daniel Bryan willing to sell his soul mm. and become the hate that that the fiend is? You got the match, and I said this earlier, you got to match crazy with crazy. Is Daniel willing to do that? And I think that what's, what's to be done, and it's been teased since the beginning, the hammer has come out since the beginning. The first time the fiend was was brought to the screen, and every match since then, the hammer has been brought out. Every time somebody gets ready to swing that big hammer, that big heavy, people are dragging it. I mean, it looks like it weighs a hundred pounds. Right. Is he going to smash him with it? And that hatred is kind of like, um, you know, we're going to talk about Star Wars and we're going to talk about the Mandalorian later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But for spoiler alert, for for those that um, that didn't watch Star Wars, to embrace the hate, to kill the Sith, is what brings you to the dark side, right? And Bray Wyatt is trying to tell Daniel, do it. That's what the fiend wants. The fiend wants you to become what he is. And he'll have somebody to be cohorts with. He'll have somebody to be a, have a kinship, a brotherhood with. And Daniel is the person that he's picked for that job. But Daniel won't do what's necessary because... He's a family man. He's back to being Daniel Bryan. He's he's not he's not the the new Daniel Bryan. I want the 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 guy that wants to save the world. This is the Daniel Bryan that we had. That's that that, that it's a Daniel Bryan that beat me. That's who we got right now. Right. Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer Daniel Bryan, and Bray Wyatt wants to knock him down and make him what he is because that's that's misery loves company and and i think that's where we're going i think that daniel is going to have to in order for daniel to beat him make a choice he's gonna have to make a choice yeah. is he gonna yeah. beat daniel bryan the, the people that, that that that's loved by the fans or is he gonna people go damn did you see what he did i can't believe that he went there that's and can he beat and Mark and Mark can he beat the fiend without going to that place? I, I think that's I where the real. Str- he, I don't think he can beat him. Right, unless that's he where the goes struggle lies. Out crazy. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, one thing I also like about this, and you saw it last night in the triple threat, it's what I say, what I, one thing I like about this, one thing I really have always enjoyed about Daniel Bryan, and specifically from creative standpoint and from Vince and everybody who, you know, has the final say, the cohesion of the, the Daniel Bryan character stays intact year after year after year after year. Like they, the, the booking of Daniel Bryan is so well done from the changing looks, right, to the, to the, to, to the, to the focus and the cohesion in terms of look at his relationship with The Miz. We talked about this last week, right, uh, Mark? in the sense that they're never going to be friends. Like, you're never going to see them be tight. You're never going to see them be buddies. There's always going to be that contentious relationship. And if they are buddies, it's going to be like Lethal Weapon. It's going to be like Murtaugh and Riggs, right? It's going to be like that contentious back and forth sort of, you know, uh, competition, trying to one-up each other. We saw that last night. And I like that because, again, it sticks with the continuing narrative that we followed from Daniel Bryan for really what what is years, Mark. You know, Daniel and and Miz are slowly becoming one of the most historical rivalries in pro wrestling history. Yeah. Not just with the WWE. No, I I think that's fair. You go around the board since I was a kid, and I remember watching Junkyard Dog and Ted DiBiase go at it for like five years. And uh, that is, you you look at Ric Flair when, when he was with WCW. And him and Steam, and him and Dusty, sure. Like th- five-year rivalries, six-year rivalries, um, and they never, even if they tagged together, it was always like I'm going to get the pin. <laughs> you know, it's well, like, uh, Cena, Cena, and Orton, Cena and Orton. I mean, it's just that yeah. it's all in water, man. And um, I think that that's what we're going to have for the you know, the the full length of these guys' career until maybe the end, maybe, you know, 10 years from now when they both say, you know what, man, my kids are growing up and they get like where I am, Yeah. you know, close to 50 and the kids are getting ready to go to high school, they're going to say, look, I'm, I'm done. And maybe they shake hands. Maybe they have a tag match where they, um, they win a championship together and, and they, they embrace. But I don't want to think about 10 years from now. I want to think about right now in the moment. And where do, where does Miz go now? Um, is Miz going to be there to keep Daniel Bryan from going all the way? Or is Miz going to be there? Because Miz is going to be involved. Or is Miz going to be there to to stop him like Daniel don't do it I don't know what it's going to be whether Miz is going to be rooting him on like do it do it right or are we going to get the Miz the past the the Miz that we've seen in the last few days or the last few weeks talking about how Daniel you you shouldn't be him. He wants to right. You're better. You're, you're better. You're than better. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, well, that's what's interesting. I mean, that's what's going to leave it open when I say that we've got about a month until Royal Rumble. This can go a few different places, and I think the psychology and the build and the relationship between Miz and Brian is going to be a huge part of this eventual main event between Brian and uh, and the Fiend slash Bray Wyatt. I think you're spot on with that in terms of which way are they going to go. And, and, of course, you say what's next for the Miz. I think playing that voice, whether it be positive or negative, to Daniel Bryan is going to be a big part of that. Listen, before we head off to break real quickly, I want to get your thoughts on the way that main event was booked last night. It begins the show, and then it was canceled due to interference, right? And then they, they tried to re-up it again, and then it gets it gets uh, called off. My point is it had a very start and stop feel to the main event, which eventually the, the main event did happen, Mark, but there was a lot in between. Uh, I understand one side of the fence that says that was a little too much. It created a little bit of a disjointed no. narrative. Right, but I'm kind of, when you, when you authoritatively say no, I'm actually kind of with you. I thought it left things open creatively to where it kept you guessing, and you weren't sure exactly where it was going to go. Like, was Roman Reigns going to be added as a fourth wheel? Was it going to be a fatal no. four-way? Like, how exactly was this going to work out? So I actually liked the way that was booked, and it sounds like you do too. Oh, I love the way it was. I like the way that it came out. I love the yeah. fact that that um, Baron Corbin was dumped off of the, the chariot. I love the fact <laughs> right. that um, – that the big dog was able to come by and and give him a little taste of what he's going to get in the future. And it gives that angle between Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin two or three weeks to develop too. So, I mean, it's already there. Like, we already know that, you know, he hung him up he in handcuffs. He put dog food all over him. Like, that match is already pre- set. Then we got Becky and Oscar. And then we got Daniel Bryan and uh, The Fiend. Like, there's three legit matches already made. And and there's other things that are brewing. But the way that they put it together at the beginning of the show with all of the focal points was masterful. And for all the times that we completely shit on WWE uh, programming and them not doing the right things, this is this is very very um, you know like highbrow like this is this is this is the some of the best booking that they've done uh, and it's a good way to start the new year off. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Wednesday brings in 2020. It is the conclusion of what was a wild year. Think about what just happened in this year in professional wrestling. I mean, you've got AEW, yes. That is a huge story, unquestionably. But then you got the WWE going to Fox. You got The Fiend. You got title changes. Just all sorts of stuff happening in 2019. It was a great year. And to talk about that great year right now, we are joined by the creator of this wonderful show. He is the host of Busted Open Radio. He is the one and only Dave LaGreca. Dave, what's up, buddy? What's up, Ryan? Hey, Mark. How are you? Wow. Look at this. <laughs> it's a family. It's a- it's, it's a fellowship of friendship. Uh, <laughs> so, now, uh, so now, Dave, 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 you can you can sit here and 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 join Ryan and I, and now it won't just be me and Ryan, right? Yep. You're involved, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. All festival, right. So, Dave, a festival of friendship. 
I like it. I was actually here at the fest fun fact festival of friendship actually happened in Las Vegas. One of my favorite moments uh, in pro wrestling history. All right, Dave, before we get into the year end awards, you know, we got to ask you, this was your first Christmas as a Swiss man. I'm very intrigued to find out how this went, how your holiday season was different, how your identity has been developing over this last couple of days. How are you feeling Dave LaGreca? Well, it's, 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 happens in little spurts like a little at a time you know you can't just like <laughs> jump right in like i went out with uh a buddy of mine last night i got a burger i asked for swiss cheese on the burger you know just little things like that <laughs> you know you wow. can't just do it all at once gotta be no you can't go that, full in you know <laughs> well that's good oh my that's gosh. good did but you get everything? Right? Did you get it everything? Feels good. It feels good to be Swiss on Christmas time. You know, I saw I saw a day where your beautiful bride posted that um, <laughs> they had the 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 great gravy, as Gabby would say, and she's like nine for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just made a tear come to my eye. She's loving this. My wife is loving this. She loves this new identity for me. It's like she's just role play. A brand new, brand new man. It's role play. <laughs> it is kind of a role play. She's got a Swiss husband now. How Ooh. how exotic, Dave. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's so great. She thought she married one thing, and she got a uh, hey. You know what? I I can I can dig it. I can dig it. Life is full of surprises, Dave, and uh, no more. It's never been more clear than this year in 2019 for one Dave Lagreca. All right, let's get into it. As we talk about the year, it is the year end awards. Uh, it's a very exciting time. I know people love lists, uh, so let's do this, guys. Uh, let's start. We got a few categories. We got wrestler. We got tag team. We got match. We got promo and we got storyline. Uh, let's start. Let's start with let's start with the match of the year. Dave, I want to get your thoughts. It was a year filled with incredible pro wrestling. It was filled with competition. We had new organizations come on TV like yep. AEW. The bar was set high, and the competition was set even higher. So there's a lot to choose from, Dave. Uh, let's start with you. What was your match of the year in 2019? This is a tough one because, like you said, there. There's so many options. There's so many companies. There's so many great matches over the course of 2019. But my favorite match, when you look at it top to bottom, story, the story that was told in the ring, for me yeah. was uh, Cody and Dustin in AEW. That match I thought was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the story going in, the story they told in the ring, and then the end. It was like a movie. And that by far was not only my favorite match, of the year, but would be a, near the top of my list of favorite match of the decade as well. I, I absolutely loved that match between those two. Yeah, wow. I, I would have to agree because that was the only match um, this year that I cried. Wow. And, you know, when he said, I don't need a, a partner, mm. I don't need a friend, I need my brother, bro, I just broke down. I was like, damn. This is beyond wrestling. This is arguably the best entertainment that I got this year. And in any genre, whether it was movies, music, yeah. like it was unbelievable. And um, I, I have to agree with you, Dave. The, and and you, you go into the match and um, we, we, we failed sometimes to, to get into it in the moment, but mm. I remember after that match was over, all I could think about was 
you know, these are guys that didn't have the same mother, but with all the blood that was shed in that match on both sides, I was like, these are indeed true blood brothers. And like that, that whole saga was unbelievable, but the match was the thing that made it uh, my favorite. And guys, we were all in the building that night in Las Vegas when that match happened. Yep. And, and, and that was one of those things. And, and I know you can speak to this, Dave, as, as well as you, Mark, that sometimes a great match doesn't translate live like it does on television. And I'll, I'll give you two examples, or I'll give you not a match, but the promo that CM Punk cut, the pipe bomb here in Vegas. I was there for that. The crowd reception was nil. They had no idea what was going on. Very few people really latched on to the moment and the historical nature of what was happening. Mm -hmm. And another match, Brock Lesnar and CM Punk at SummerSlam, which is up for match of the decade consideration on a a lot of lists that was fun live but it didn't have the same reception as it did when we got outside of the arena and people were like oh that's a match of the year it didn't play like that live my point is as you look back at Dustin and Cody guys that played live in the MGM Grand that night in Las Vegas that place was on fire it was on fire you know I also had a close second and to you know I, I got to experience this with my good friend Dave LaGreca <laughs> And to be able to see <laughs> What's he doing to you, Kofi Dave? Kingston <laughs> yes. and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah. Um, like that was another that was another match that had me emotionally brought in. And, you know, it wasn't it wasn't so much tears fell, uh, but it was like I felt like it was bigger than wrestling because of Kofi's journey and uh, this is this was this was Jacob's pick. My, you know, you know my son Jacob. He he loved wrestling like we love wrestling. Yeah, and he he was like that. Like Kofi Kofi's match with Daniel Bryan was my favorite match of the year because of what it did for kids like me. Like I feel like I could be champion one day because of Kofi, and I was like, whoa, maybe I should change my point of view, but. That was his point of view, not mine. And, you know, I can see where he's coming from with that because, you know, I don't know if you saw the table for three that I did with D-Lo and Godfather, but um, there was emotional things that um, that kind of make you want to be a wrestling fan. And D-Lo had that with Ron Simmons. Yeah. I had it with Ernie Ladd and Junkyard Dog, because I'm an older guy than them, but Jacobs, his guys are me and Kofi Kingston. So, yeah. um, like, there, there's um, Dustin and Cody did that, not just for um, themselves and for the fans at AEW, but they did that for the fans of pro wrestling, period. That's why I give them the nod over Kofi and Daniel because it was it was transcendent. It wasn't just um it wasn't just for one race of people. It wasn't for just one style of fan because you got multiple styles in the match that Daniel Bryan and Kofi had. But I I just have to give the nod to Dustin and Cody because of the emotional tie that I had yeah. to the match.
And guys, uh, my pick for match of the year, and I don't think either one you will disagree that it, it definitely could be mentioned. If not, I listen, it might even be in terms of in-ring work, a better match. Now the psychology and the actual build, it, it might be a little bit different, but when you look at Gargano and Cole, at TakeOver 25, and the way that that story really was, guys, that was a year-long story, right? That had multiple matches, and in 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 the, the, the length of that story was a continuation. And then you think about the match itself. Uh, as much as I enjoyed Dustin and Cody, and it was an all-time great match, I feel like we're going to be looking back at Gargano and Cole in five years when they're on the main roster and they have their WrestleMania moments as a real benchmark kind of feud in NXT. So, so my match of the year was Gargano and Cole at TakeOver 25. And, and I can understand you picking yeah. that. Like, if I had to pick a, a feud of the year, yes. that, might be on, that, that might be at the top of my list. So, like, when you look at the three matches that we've talked about it, you love them for, for different reasons. Yeah. You know, Gargano and Cole may be the story going into that match. Like, like Mark said, with, with, with Cody and with Dustin, it's the, the emotional story that they told you in the ring, knowing their past together, you know, knowing that they're brothers and, and, and all the, the trials and tribulations that they've gone through in their relationship. And then you look at Kofi Kingston winning that title at WrestleMania 35 in New Jersey, what, what a historic moment that was and and maybe top five best matches in wrestlemania history so when you look at the three matches that we've mentioned you love them for probably three completely different reasons yeah absolutely all right not only did i love them for three different reasons but we there's about five or six other matches that could easily be in the conversation sure no question but but that's that's the deal like we we picked three and and I think that all three of those matches could have been number one. That, yeah, hell, that's, Adam, that's the common denominator. Yeah, that, Adam that Cole could have. I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, no, Adam Cole could have had the top three matches just himself when you look back at that TV main event he had with Daniel Bryan on uh, SmackDown. I mean, it, it, you're right. There are about seven, eight, ten matches, and that's just – we just really covered uh, – I mean, right there, AEW and WWE. That isn't even accounting for Osprey and some of the matches that happened over in New Japan. So a lot of great matches, obviously, in the professional wrestling world in 2019, but those were our three best. All right, let's move over to the promo of the year, guys. Uh, Dave, I, I – I got to be honest, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling, we haven't talked about this, so none of us know what our picks are, but there was a mm-hmm. promo that stood out, I feel like, a little bit more than others. I'm wondering if we're all going to pick it. At least that's my feeling. Uh, I, you go I first, Dave. I think we're all going to pick I, the same I, thing. I, I, think, I think we might. But, Dave, who is your promo and what, I should say, was your promo of the year in 2019? Well, in now wrestling? I'm interested because now i got to hear it from you because now, because especially after what Mark just said that he thinks it is, <laughs> now i got to hear it from you first. You you got to go first on this one. All right. I, I guess well, it's, the, it's the son of a plumber, right? The son of a plumber, plumber. It's Cody Rhodes going from, what, what did he say, from from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. That yeah. was a that Man. was a promo to me, guys, that um, it was huge when it happened. The internet responded. It went viral. It was real. It was authentic. But but I'll, 
follow it up and say this. I feel like it's one of those promos that I feel like as time goes by, we're going to look back on and the importance of it is just going to grow because AEW is still in its infancy. If AEW gets to even remotely decent heights and placement, which I think they're going to just based off of what we've seen to start, that promo is going to live in lore in the history and the shine on that promo is just going to get larger. So that that's kind of when I talk about the promo of the year, I, I think it has to be Cody. We we did our uh, defining moments of the decade show that premiered on Christmas Eve, and I believe it's going to be replayed on New Year's Eve as well. Uh, and at the end of that show, uh, I mentioned that for me, Cody Rhodes may be the wrestler of the decade, just based on what he was able to do. You know, leaving the WWE, betting on himself. You yeah. know, with AEW and what AEW has been able to do over the last year. And then you mentioned that promo. And it's not just the promo that he said in the middle of the ring. It was also the sit down with Tony Schiavone in the limo. Like, mm-hmm. like he and then and, and you throw in the, the match he had with Dustin. He has really been able to do something that his father was able to do, which is just like, get you emotionally involved in his matches, emotionally involved in the words that he has to say. You can even throw in the match at, at all in with Nick Aldis for the NWA championship. We don't know what the future is for AEW. I think the future is very bright. We shall see. I think, Ryan, you would agree that the, the wrestling community kind of like loves to either love something or hate something. They latch sure. on to the negative, it seems, especially on social media. So um, we'll see what the, the, the next six months is going to be critical, I think, for AEW and the health and the future of this company. But if we're talking about AEW 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, I think you're right. I think when we see packages of this company, they're going to use a piece of that promo uh, that we saw. And, yeah. and I, I, I do believe that that's probably one of the best promos we've seen in almost a Ever. decade in pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was one of the Mark, best promos that, that I've ever, ever yep. seen. And and also, I had an argument with Bully about that promo, and he was saying how uh, he wants that that Cody wants to get out of Dusty's shadow, and I was like, why? Yeah, why why would you want to be out of the shadow of something that it spawned you? But why would you want to be out of the shadow of something that's great? and as emotionally tying as Dusty Rhodes. And that promo, it didn't it didn't it didn't sound to me like he was trying to get out of shadow. If that was the case, they wouldn't mention him. Yeah. He w- he wouldn't ever say how he 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 respected and loved and 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 went and wanted to wanted to do something for him that he didn't get to accomplish. Dusty didn't get to accomplish. Dusty ran WCW for a while. He 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 helped run the marketing or the promotions and of uh, matches for the WWE. But he didn't own his own company. Cody was able to take what his father taught him and gave him the uh, knowledge of the business to be able to go and run one. And I tell Jacob this all the time. I'm, I don't care if you follow me in wrestling. 
But I would rather you own a company than to be a part of one. And and that's 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 what I look at and from Cody and and this whole deal is the wrestler, great. Love it. But he went out there and he that promo he 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 cut was to let the world know that he accomplished something on his own and it was okay. Yeah. It was okay to do that. He wasn't getting away from, he wasn't putting shade on, on, on anybody, but him becoming a businessman, him becoming an owner is big for a wrestler. He's, he was just a wrestler and now he's not just a wrestler. Yeah. All right, let's keep it going. Let's uh, let's okay. We could call this the feud, but I was calling it the storyline of the year. I think either way, it kind of it's kind of the same thing. We're talking about a continuing program. We're talking about something that had legs to it and something that defined 2019. So, guys, was well, Dave? I'll start with you. Your storyline slash feud of the year. Who did it best in pro wrestling in 2019? Wow, this is a this is this is a, a great question because you know I, I like how you broke it down with storyline. And with feud, because I think you would agree that we've gotten away from really great feuds over yes. the last few years, with the exception of NXT. Uh, and, and NXT has been able to do that with Gargano and Champa, and like you said, moving on to Cole and, and, and Gargano. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody does it better right now when you look at just old school pro wrestling feuds than NXT. Um, and for me, leading up to that match at TakeOver, I, I'd, have to, I'd have to go with Gargano and Cole. Yeah, mm. no, no arguments for me. What do you think, Mark? Well, I mean, for, for my money, I, I think that um, the best story told uh, was the, the whole making of The Fiend. Okay. Um, I was entertained by it from the beginning. There was a, a great anticipation, and it was, you know, like I got that feeling of Christmas from that, from that, the debut of The Fiend. And I didn't get that any time for the, for the whole year. Like uh, the whole, I was there with you guys for the AEW's uh, match with Cody and, and Dustin. Right. Uh, I, w- I was at WrestleMania and saw the match with Kofi and Brian. But, and I was there in, in, in Toronto for SummerSlam to see Gargano and, um, uh, hit my head. Cole? Um, and Cole in the, the match that I, I voted was the best match that they had done. You know, so. Um, but the story that moved me the most was the introduction of the fiend. All right. Well, you know what, you know what I like about this guys, uh, this kind of proves that how subjective the art of professional wrestling is and how we can all see something and kind of take a different uh, approach or take something different away. As we talk about the year that was 2019 and we talk about our favorite storylines and feuds, uh, you know, uh, Dave obviously had his thoughts, or uh, excuse me, Mark, you, you had your thoughts, uh, about the fiend and mine, and and I'm and I'm kind of surprised neither one of you picked it. But the fact that again we all have three different answers, I really enjoy it. Uh, the rise of the man, 
And the main event at WrestleMania, the women main eventing WrestleMania, the I don't want to say the women's evolution because I think that has kind of been beaten into the ground, but the women main eventing WrestleMania, largely on the back of Ronda Rousey, but then also largely on the back of all the hard work, work that those women put in. And then you see the rise of the man, that storyline that took, I mean, I know we're having Great a little story. bit of a reset. Right, it's a little bit of a recency bias. It feels like it was a year ago, and damn, it almost was, but it did happen in 2019. So, so Dave, I mean, I mean, I feel like we all have three different answers, but all three of those answers could equally be sitting atop as the best feud slash storyline of the year. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's such a tough question because right. when when you when you say to me feud slash storyline, I'm an old school wrestling fan. I always look at the feud and and listen. You could say Becky Becky Lynch and 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 Charlotte, Becky Lynch and yeah. Ronda, as right. great feuds, you know. Um, and and I look at what happened at WrestleMania 35, not even as a feud or as a storyline, but just changing the business and yeah. and the history that was behind that. That that even supersedes like you know an old school wrestling feud or a storyline because now you're looking at women's wrestling in a completely different way. And when you look at, like, most likely MVPs, you may you may look at that women's division in the WWE. If you're looking at the best wrestling mm-hmm. in the WWE, I think you have to look at the women's division right now in the WWE. And how we look at women's wrestling in general, especially if you look at what's going on with Impact with yep. Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan. I mean, we, we may see... Uh, Tessa Blanchard be the Impact World Heavyweight Champion before it's all said and done in 2020. Wow. Yeah. You know, Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi had some uh, had a story between them early in the year before yeah. WrestleMania. That That's was a great point man, as well. That was really, really good wrestling. Yeah. Um, the I was emotionally involved. I wanted to see what was going to happen between them guys were having hour long matches and. Uh, near hour-long matches every week, and it was like watching Steamboat and Flair all over again. And yeah, uh, we we forget about it because it was so long ago. But man, we we could sit here all day, man, like and talk about what matches and what sagas and what what best feuds and storylines, two different things, really. But um, man, you, we could sit here all day with this. Like you can well, go and, one for and, one. And and Mark Ryan made a really good point too in the fact that a lot of times. You know, because wrestling moves so fast and there's so much wrestling to consume, something that happened seven or eight months ago feel like it happened two or three years right. ago. Right. Uh, you know, because because a great feud for me, and I'm not being biased because he's my, you know, also one of our co-hosts is Bully Ray's feud with Flip Gordon at Ring of Honor earlier in the year, which I thought was tremendous, and I thought you know put Flip Gordon on a different level with Ring of Honor. But, you know, it, it feels like it happened so long ago because it was at the beginning of the year because we consume so much pro wrestling on a weekly right. basis. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So that is going to bring it to the big award, the one that uh, I, I think we might have some different answers again because it's just so subjective and we're all big fans and we all look for things that are different. And that's going to bring us to wrestler of the year. Dave, I'm going to start with you. This was a benchmark year for the business. I mean, we, we already set it up. You had AEW get launched. You had Fox uh, with the WWE. You had Kofi winning the belt at, at WrestleMania. There were just so many different moments and so many big names doing big things. And 
and and and, and again, uh, some legends doing big things. When you look at Jericho, there's just so much going on in the world of professional wrestling. So I feel like this wrestler of the year honor, uh, it's got to be it's more one of the more difficult, I should say, years to pick this award. So I'm really interested to hear what we all have to say, Dave. I'm going to start with you. Who is your wrestler of the year in 2019? This is so tough. I know. Because we're talking about Cody and what he's done for the business. You mentioned Chris Jericho as AEW World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, you talk about just everything that's happened uh, this year. New Japan, a Ring of Honor being at the Garden WrestleMania weekend. And, oh, it, I, I, it's, it's, for me, it's between two wrestlers. And it's hard to choose, but I have to choose one. Yes, and I have to choose Becky Lynch. <laughs> I think when you look at what's happened and the stories and and and, and the feuds and the 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 main event at WrestleMania 35 for, for me, the wrestler of 2019 is Becky Lynch. No, well, can't argue with that. Uh, what do you think, Mark? Who's your wrestler of the year in 2019? You know, man, I, I for a guy that Dave hates and. <laughs> You know, he didn't do a lot of shows. He was, he was kind of like a more of an attraction for a while. But I, I would have to say Brock Lesnar. Oh like my there, goodness! There was never a big wrestling feel like a Brock Lesnar match. And you look at what he did with Daniel Bryan. You look at the stories that he did with Roman Reigns. And you go into what he did with most recently with Rey Mysterio and. Uh, the matches in Saudi Arabia, uh, Brock has worked a, a, a he didn't work a full schedule, but this is the most that we ever saw Brock Lesnar wrestle, and nine times out of ten it was for the championship, and he never disappointed. And even up until when we went to Toronto, and we saw the matches that he had with Seth Rollins, and we said how Brock Lesnar went from a guy that was intimidating, that was just kind of out there to bully, to what he did for Seth Rollins. Like, he became the ultimate worker as well as a guy that was able to hold titles, give you big pay-per-view feel. And if there's anybody out there that made you anticipate a match when they started the introductions and coming to the ring – you give me somebody that had a bigger field than Brock Lesnar. Ooh. Dave, what do you think about that? Brock Lesnar is the wrestler of the year in 2019? It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Short and sweet. That's why we love you, Dave LeGregor. He's not mine. You get, the, you get to the goddamn point. We love it. All right, I'm going to give you mine. And, I, and, I, and I, you know what? I Come don't on, think, Ryan. Uh, Come on now. I, I don't think anyone could argue. Mine is Chris Jericho. I mean, I'm not saying that it is it's not everyone's wrestler of the year, right? I'm just saying if you make him the wrestler of the year, you can't argue. First of all, I don't know if AEW exists without him signing online long term. Then you think about that stretch from October to mid-November when everything, not even October, you can go back before then. You can go back to the summer. You can go back to, to just everything that he said, whether it be Le Champion or a little bit of the bubbly or whatever the what was the uh, other one uh, i got a ticket the I mean, yes there's just there's a million things you could pull from every time this dude opened his mouth it became something in the realm of professional wrestling and then you juxtapose that to the really good matches he had and as well as what he meant to the business
business and what he meant to AEW. Guys, that's my wrestler of the year even for 2019. His, even his failures were successes. Yeah. yeah. Losing the title and the yep. cops find it and this it was just like That's one great thing point. after the other like he, <laughs> yep. he couldn't he was my second place um and 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 dave said becky becky would have been my third yeah um but i have to say brock lesnar but i'm telling you a close close second would have been jericho i like it i like it all right dave so what you got are you gonna be back on monday what's the schedule next week yeah, we're back on Monday, and then New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, like I said, we're going to have that defining moments of the decade replay. we got a best stuff coming up, and then and then come Thursday, you know, back back on live with, with, with Bully and, and Friday with Mark. So looking to, to dive right back in again. I'm, you know, I've missed it this last week. You know, it's been good with the family, obviously with the holidays, but I'm really looking forward to being with my Busted Open Nation members, and, and that's family, too. So looking forward to diving right back in on Monday, Ryan. Dave, can, can I ask you, a, this is, might be a little too personal, you know, being <laughs> that you've recently found your new Swiss heritage. Uh, did you have any fondue during the during I the did break? not. I did not have fondue. But that's that's like the number one Swiss food. Like, you know, <laughs> No I got to ease in. I got to ease in, Mark. I can't, like, just dive in. Yeah. It's very, you know, my it's whole world deal. changed because of that <laughs> ancestry DNA test. So I got to kind of ease ease myself in. I think one last thing before you let me go, guys, and thanks for calling me uh, and having me a part of today's show. I appreciate it. Um, but, you know, I hope that in 2020 everybody's a little bit more positive because I think 2019 has been one of the best years for Agreed. me as a fan of yep. wrestling yep. and I wish everybody would enjoy it as much as I, I know the three of us do. Yep. And like this, you know, people hating on AEW and people hating on WWE. It's just, you know, people liking to, you know, uncover dirt on everyone. I, I, I kind of wish that would stop. And I, I hope like in 2020, more people really enjoy what, what's going on and really embrace like this community that's, you know, pro wrestling. I, I, I hope that happens over the, over, over the next year. Well said, Dave LaGreca. Words of wisdom from our one and only, uh, uh, our, our, our dear leader. Our dear the leader. patriarch. Okay, not, yeah, I was going to say, it's not, it's not North Korea, but we, we do love uh, Dave LaGreca in a very real way, like the people in North Korea, I'm sure, love Kim Jong-un. But we're authentic. We actually love our dear leader. He is the dear leader, supreme leader of Busted Open Radio, the one and only Dave LaGreca. Dave, buddy, we appreciate it. Thanks for giving us, well, hell, I'm looking at the clock. You gave us a half an hour here on your Saturday. Go back to bed. Go get some brunch, whatever you're going to do, buddy, and uh, enjoy your New Year, all right? Well, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm talking to you while I'm in bed. So uh, I'm going. I'm going. I'm turning over and going back to sleep. All right, buddy. Enjoy. All right. Happy New Year. All right. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I got to talk about what was my favorite thing on SmackDown, and it is my favorite thing on every SmackDown, and it will be my favorite thing on every SmackDown going forward as long as this man stays on my television screen, and that is Otis. His quest uh, for the love 
of Mandy Bruce. I don't even know if he's looking for love. I'm not sure what Otis is looking for, and I don't really care. Uh, he is looking for something, and it is involving Mandy Rose. He is so well-intentioned. Mandy Rose seems to be completely in on this, at least from the outside looking in. She seems to have some interest in my guy, Otis. And Mark, the, the real kicker here is we found out last night that now Otis's mom is involved in this. She is baking fruitcakes to give to her son to then give to Mandy Rose to help curry favor for her beloved son. Mark, I understand this. I have a very loving mother, very overprotective at different points growing up. She just wanted to see her baby boy do good, and I, especially when it comes to women, I don't know how I ended up married, and I don't even know how to, to extend on that, how I ended up with my wife for 10-plus years to even keep her around, but I'm oh, pretty sure... Well, I'm pretty sure, Mark, it had something to do with my mom swinging around and, and, and on some level when we have fights or when I do something wrong. Mom comes in and saves the day to put everything into perspective and to, uh, you know, play the, uh, play the positive role, right? No, I feel I, like I – think, I think there was some swinging involved, but I don't know if, if mom was involved <laughs> in it. I think you had all that to do for yourself, my brother. Yeah, there might be some So let's that, uh, let's yeah, not yeah. give mom's food too much of a <laughs> – of a push. You know, well, I, hold I on, just, hold on. I look, no, Mark, I, I only say that because I really hope we get to meet Otis's mom in the future. Like, I need to know where Otis came from. There's so many storylines and backstories here that I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited, Mark. Oh, man. Please don't. You, now you got my, <laughs> I'm anticipating something that may not right? ever happen. I know. Why, why would you do that to me? Why would you do mm -hmm. that? Now, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but you know, my thing is, I'm I'm not I'm not happy with Mandy. Okay. You know, the the real bastard is Dolph Ziggler. Well, which right. I'm gonna give him a call after this show is over <laughs> and cuss him out. But Mandy didn't look Stay like she was lane, as Dolph. depressed. She should have been depressed. She should have been disappointed. She should have toes off. Why would you do that? Oh, you're talking that about when Dolph yours. came by when when yeah. Dolph came by and smashed the fruitcake? Yeah, like a perfectly good fruitcake. Damn it. Like you don't destroy you don't it's man. Wait, hold on. Now hold on. You more pissed you more pissed that 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 he crushed actual food and ruined the cake, or are you just more pissed that Mandy didn't respond to it? Like where where is your anger really residing, Mark? Okay, I'm I'm upset that Mandy didn't didn't how you say I, I she didn't she didn't she Stand didn't act like man. I thought that I, for somebody that was liking somebody, she didn't react like I thought she should have. Right. But I'm dead on effing pissed <laughs> that he stomped on that cake. I mean, that cake, looked it looked delicious. It looked moist. <laughs> and, and I've never had fruitcake with like a white icing on it. Like a, it looked like a buttercream almost, like a, like a, like a carrot cake. Oh. Not that you were not that you were paying close attention or anything. I was paying very close attention to that cake. <laughs> I love that. I love that you're legitimately pissed that the cake was ruined. Like you're like, all right, you know, storylines aside, you know, hey, Mandy, Otis, Dolphine, whatever. But but why would you? Yeah, why would you waste a good fruit cake? That's just that's oh, you know, man. it's like when one of those cars gets destroyed, like when Lesnar rips the doors off of it and like breaks all the windows. You're like, oh, that was a perfectly fine car. I would have taken that. Yeah, I'm just and, like, what's, you know, it's like, what's, what's going on, man? I, I can't, I can't dwell on this negativity.
like what like what Greca said, right? We're going to do better in 2020. Let's stop. Let's stop being so negative, right? Let's stop being that, so negative. That goes for the wrestlers too. Stop destroying our food. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.